I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oi. The boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. You're listening to FP Interviews, in-depth conversations with interesting people. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. It is Tuesday, which means we bring you another Interview edition of Footy Prime, which we've grown to love. Interesting conversations with interesting people. Somehow I still have two, our two regular ex-footballers, Craig Forrest and Jimmy Brennan, along with me. But that's what makes this interview show so special, is that uh, it's the guest that we call interesting. And let me tell you, uh, you will never meet another person that loves Tracy Chapman, America, and Everton Football Club more than our next guest. Now, he didn't invent podcasts. Uh, but he set the bar on how the beautiful game can be talked about. One of the Blazers that makes up the iconic duo that is Men in Blazers. And the author of a brand new book that I'm very happy to add to my collection, Gods of Soccer, the Pantheon of the 100 Greatest Soccer Players. It's Roger Bennett. Oh, Welcome to Footy Prime. Joy and an honor to be with you, Craig Forrest, Ipswich Town legend. God, I walk a million miles to be on this show. It's a joy to be speaking to Canada. What a when you say I love the United States, I do love the United States, mostly because I have one simple rule in life. Whatever side Piers Morgan's on in an argument, always pick the other side. Uh, but I do want it to be clear. I, I I adore Canada. I adore Canada with all of my heart. I grew up in Liverpool. I had an auntie. Uh, who a generation before had moved to Toronto. And every time there was a um, an election in England, I grew up in Liverpool, which was very progressive and uh, beautiful. My dad was at one of the only conservative, he was a judge, so he was fairly uh, right-wing in his politics in an awful fashion. And every time there was an election, uh, I'd go to bed when I was a kid and he'd say, if uh, the Labour Party get in tomorrow, we're moving to Canada. And I'd go to bed and I would pray and kneel um, before I went to sleep. I'd say, 
please let Mrs. Thatcher get killed tomorrow. Please let Mrs. <laughs> Thatcher get killed tomorrow. And it never happened. So Canada was spared from the Bennett family moving over there, but I adore that place. Wow. <laughs> imagine- so you're on, the, you're on the blue half of Liverpool. Yes. God bless the good half fighting for the force of good, the winning half at the moment. <laughs> the, the force of good yeah yeah they're always a great club though always love playing at goodison park terrific stadium you know the atmosphere there and oh guys duncan ferguson coming on smashing me around the 18 yard box yep and so I, I watched you many times when i was a kid just uh feeling somebody behind me just roll up their program and urinate down the back of my legs in the old school football <laughs> style yeah. yeah i mean that is that is good as part two and two in every regard but godspeed also canada can we just say from a footballing perspective what you guys have done to grow the game across north america when i moved here and football was barely you know, broadcast in those days, still that that, that period of school when uh, in America they, they protested so much about how they hated, hate soccer's for weenies. It was it was that show, uh, what was it, Fox Soccer News. Was it broadcast out of Winnipeg by by the true greats, Jeremy St. Louis, Michelle Lissell, just so many legends that were just, in those days, no one cared about rights on American television. So somehow that tiny Canadian shoebox was able to hoover them all up and then pump out just every moment of action to a hungry audience across North America. We have a lot to thank Canada for footballing-wise. <laughs> the Fox Soccer Report out of Winnipeg. Yeah, legendary. Who was the pundit? The, just the, the amazing guy that they just... They had 12 minutes with no right, so they just kicked to him. And all of a sudden, you'd be like, Phil, for 12 minutes, would you? Yeah, Bobby McMahon. L- Bobby Matt, we are all standing on the shoulder of giants. That guy, he, he put in shift. <laughs> so you, you, you can just tell there'd be someone in his ear being like, yeah, 15 minutes. We've done the Turkish League. We've done the Armenian League. We've done, oh, my God, we've got nothing else to put on. Go, Bobby. And Bobby was a bit like... Um, yeah, if you see Bob Dylan now, it's great to watch him in concert, but he often forgets his lyrics and he has a young guitarist that he just nods to, who when he's forgotten the lyrics that all along the watchtower will just step in and start playing a guitar solo. <laughs> Bobby McMahon did a lot of guitar solos and each one was just a golden crump. He really did. They were making him dance all the time. Uh, I mean, your gift, I think, is that you articulate football thoughts in such a magical way. Like To me, you belong on the Mount Rushmore of things that you'd never think to say about a football thing that happened, but he did. And on that on that Mount Rushmore, I, I think I'd put Ray Hudson with Thomas Rongan and maybe Eric Cantona with you. God, you are... You, Ray Hudson belongs on the North American just... I mean, I am not in that company. I just was quoted in... The, the Guardian did a feature on Ray Hudson today, and if you've not seen it, it is brilliant. He deserves all of those plaudits. Few have done more. It's like Ray Hudson... So Rebecca Lowe, I put Bobby McMahon and, and Michelle Lissell up there. Look, at, at the end of the day, all of us, this is the United States. It's also Canada. Watching the rise of the game in Canada on the men's and women's side, I want to be clear. It's just been such a, an ebullient joy, the parallel track um, of wonder to what has been going on here. And at the end of the day, I think of uh, myself with Men in Blazers and the Men in Blazers Media Network, we're just a surfer surfing a very, very large wave of football sweeping the United States and Canada um, in the ways I think, you know, I've only just met um, some of you guys, but a way we've always dreamed. We always dreamed that Canada would love 
a team. Like they love John Herdman's uh, 11, that Christy Sinclair would get the respect that she bloody deserves mm-hmm. uh, across the whole nation. That's happened. Um, and I feel the same in the United States when I first came here, right before the 1994 World Cup. You know, that was meant to make football go here, uh, the sport of the future no longer. And it wasn't an overnight success. Football didn't sweep the nation like a pogo stick or a yo-yo, but its growth has been slow and steady instead. And our podcast and our television show and our media network now that's so much bigger than, than just us, we're really just surfing that enormous wave. I'm like Kelly Slater, but bald. <laughs> this is is what i was saying about you articulate things in a way that no one i feel like no one else could think of and that's that's part of the brilliance part of what i love i tell you what i don't envy raj uh how hard it must have been to come to 100 players for this uh for this book um because i look at the front too and I, i wondered this when it when it turned up in the mail is it's it's like a different version in other countries, like the FIFA video game, because I think I've got like the America's version, because I've got two Argentines, two Brazilians, and the great Mia Ham in the middle of it. Yes, and 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 I wonder is there is there different covers in different places? Like, yes. how, how did how do we get so so Brazil Argentina South? Did, uh, did, did, did they not send you the Jonathan Davis cover? <laughs> um, that was a big mistake. The publishers should have sent you that. Um, in every regard, there were a lot of Canadians. Um, in this book, I just want to be clear. Um, Two legends, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, um, I, I, um, I, it was no idle. Um, it wasn't hard for you it. to leave Craig Forrest off the list in favor of Steph Labbe? I demanded it be 101. Um, <laughs> and I, did, I, I wrote the Craig Forrest entry, and then the publisher's like, got to be 100. Uh, I mean, Ste- <laughs> Steph, Stephanie Labbe is. We, we, who I hope we'll talk about is truly an inspiration uh, in a way that transcends football. And so everybody has their, I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to do to develop your list of the hundred greatest footballers ever to play the game. And that's the joy of football is that ultimately it's an emotional thrill in our life. The world is full of darkness and chaos. Football is my God, such a joy and a wonder and it's deeply emotional and it connects us with a world cup is about to come. It's like an eclipse that hits the entire globe at the same time. And you feel that sense of wonder, that sense of deep, profound connection that you're making memories along with the rest of the world in that second. Um, And that's the emotionalism of football. So to put the 100 list together, look, it's a ridiculous act of folly. We put our list together with our staff. And I hope we get to talk about some of the, the strengths and the weaknesses of our list from your perspective but that's what you do. You put your list together and to be football people, and you do this on your show, you then defend your position with the heat of a thousand suns. And so it's a joy <laughs> to do. And, and we, we, we put it together because our audience in the United States is mostly 20 to 30. Uh, you know, they've come to football, the vast majority of them since the 2014 World Cup. And what we wanted to do was create a book, I think a beautiful book. I think it really, like the art by Nate Kitch uh, that accompanies each entry is truly, truly stunning. And we wanted to tell the stories of the great who many in the United States didn't see, your Pele's, your Beckenbauer's, your Cruyff's, um, you know, your, um, your, your Mia Hams, um, who came almost a generation before, tell their stories, tell their wonders, as well as some human beings who, you know, the glory wasn't at the uh, the Pele level, um, but the human life story about empathy, 
about tenacity, about perseverance, all the things that are great in life. I mean, Steph Labay, her story, when you hear it, when you appreciate it, when you see what she went through, the struggle, you know, we think about making it as a footballer, Craig, you know this, as a goalkeeper, once you've made it, you've made it, oh, you're getting paid to play the game you love, but no, the mental game, and all of us, God, post-pandemic, all of us are suffering with deep, deep anxiety and mental challenges. Steph LeBay was brave enough to talk about it, to admit it, to open up about it before almost everybody did, talk about the, the goalkeeper's vulnerabilities, and then go again and ultimately play a key part in your nation's glory. And to me, that makes her, the man, she walks in. She walks in as a human being to the 100 greatest footballers of all time. And that's, the, to me, the joy of the game. I love the way that you, uh, how you managed to pick them, and not just on the basis of their stardom, but also basis of their, their background, their personalities, very human and uh, very human situations that they come under sometimes in very difficult situations. And Steph LeBay is certainly one of those. I'm glad you know so much about that. That's amazing. Sports is also always best when it transcends sports and it teaches us something about humanity. And I think that's ultimately the thing that's wonderful about the sport that we love, that when two teams take the field in the World Cup, their nation's histories, their nation's cultures, their nation's pass take the field alongside them and we're really just holding up a mirror to humanity uh, and that's what's glancing back I mean, to watch your team just that joyous modern face of canada deliriously come together i mean I, I i've watched you you know our u.s team has been wonderful it's young our u.s team has also struggled uh at times um there's there's a lot of Still, this late in the cycle, there's a lot of uh, challenge about who our team is actually going to be come the World Cup. I've looked at you guys up north, the thrill, the joy, the ebullience, the snowball sellies, and I just marvel um, at what you guys must be experiencing and the memories that you've made through this CONCACAF journey. It's been really special. And to, to see that the country fall in love too, you know, you, you're running joke that Soccer is America's fastest growing sport since 1972. <laughs> but as you said off the top, this this slow and steady build, um, we're feeling it rapid in, in this country now, which is great. And it's because of players on the pitch like Alfonso Davies, of course, and Jonathan David. But it's also because of John Herdman, who if you've not interviewed yet, I highly recommend it. And uh, you won't have to do much work because you can just sit back. It's like a TED Talk with the guy. But you will absolutely love chatting with John Herman if you've not done so already. You, you guys are lucky. You guys are lucky to have him. You really um, to watch his style of leadership, to watch his the detailed work, uh, mm. man management, the tactical work in game, the tactical um, adjustments, the way he's harnessed. It's really hard to do. There's so much talent, so much young talent, so much aspirational talent, mm -hmm. and the way he forged it. Um, into a collective fist in in qualifying. Really, you are you are. I take my hat off to you. You are you are the Concacaf um, kings. And I, 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 the older I get, you know, I, I do know that like I am an Everton fan, and I know because of that, I'm meant to laugh at Liverpool and their downfall. But I've also realised life is too short, uh, um, honestly, to watch football with anger and and hate. And again, I think it's Jurgen Klopp. Uh, who I've had the joy of interviewing every year um, in, in, in his Liverpool career, who's taught me that. Um, ultimately, you know, he laughs about football being the most important, least important thing. And I believe, you know, listening to Jurgen Klopp, 
Um, if you don't listen to Jurgen Klopp, if you despise Jurgen Klopp or whatever, then you're missing out on life. Like ultimately, you're missing out on joy, you're missing out on wisdom. And so I feel the same about what Canada have done on the men's and the women's side. I know they're meant to be rivals, and then they were meant to have bants, and I'm meant to put you. I just think it's bloody great. And I, uh, the older I get, the more I love, um, the more I love all of it, and it really does thrill me. And I am, um, I will be watching Canada's games in the World Cup. Obviously, not with the same. I mean, the, the American rise of the game is deeply personal to me. Everybody's like, um, who are you supporting when England play Canada? As if England play America, as if that's some kind of a hard. Uh, I'm like, oh my god, full throatedly. I love America like Kenny Powers loves America. But I, 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 I will be, I will be watching the Canadian games, and I will be, I will be watching and rooting and yearning for you. Yeah. Well, you're right about John Herdman. Um, yeah. We are lucky to have him, as well as uh, he's earned everything uh, the hard way. Um, grew up in the northeast of England. You might know that. Um, moved to uh, New Zealand because he couldn't get really opportunities. Uh, it's hard enough getting opportunities as former players, uh, but there's literally a list of thousands trying to get hundreds of jobs in, in the UK. So he moves to New Zealand, takes a women's job, finds his way through there, does really well, comes to the Canadian system with the women. And when he moved to the men after 10 years of knowing him, I knew that it had nothing to do with coaching women, coaching men. It, he, he knew football in and out. He knew people better than anybody I've ever known and how to deal with them and has a read of people and where they are mentally, physically, um, and getting the best out of them. So one thing we will know when they go on the pitch against Belgium, they will, as a group, think they got a chance of winning the World Cup. And that's the key. Yeah, I, I uh, made a couple of series like the ninety. I made a show about the nineteen um, ninety eight American World Cups um, campaign, uh, uh, which was um, just a complete and utter disaster. The show's called American Fiasco, and I interviewed a lot of US players from the, those days, and they'd be honest and they'd say, you know, when we took the field against the big teams, we knew we'd lost the game before the uh, first whistle. Um, and I do think that's key both for the United States men and the United States uh, and the Canadian men in this World Cup. And I know John Herdman does it. I've spoken to the players. I've interviewed, you know, Alfonso Davies who came on our show at length. And that's what struck me is how he does mentally prepare them to be. I mean, it's like Everton in the good days in the 80s uh, where we took the field and we felt, we felt as a collective we could smite anybody. And if you can make your players feel that, um, and I, God, I hope the young United States, but I do a show with Tyler Adams um, on a monthly basis. And he does believe that, definitely believes it with Leeds and the Jesse Marsh. Uh, and that parallel story, the John Herdman story, the Jesse Marsh story, all of these managers fighting for respect, walking lonely roads, hard work roads, unconventional roads. Um, I can only look at what John Herdman's done. Like I look at what Jesse Marsh has done. To be honest, when I look at what your Toronto, uh, what, what Bob Bradley uh, did, I thought unheralded. I thought, um, you know, I always say about Bob, I said it in Monday's show, the path he went via Egypt uh, to Scandinavia, to the French second division. And yes, uh, the butt of many jokes um, in Swansea, but bloody hell, that guy deserved so much respect. It's hard being a pathfinder. John Herdman's a pathfinder. Mm. Jesse Marsh is now a pathfinder. 
And I do hope many North uh, American coaches will follow in their steps. Yeah. Jimmy, did you want to get in there? Craig jumped all over you like he often does. <laughs> yeah, he did. Forgot what he was going to say. No, but to be honest with you, I think they, they're, you're right when you say the Pathfinder. Um, and I think the more North Americans that we can get over into Europe, it will definitely open a lot more doors for us because it is difficult. It's very, very difficult, especially as Canadians now. And, and I think over the last number of years, our game's really, really growing and everybody can see that. Now, we're still behind the Americans. We're still miles behind your development, where you guys are. But we're slowly getting there. And I think with Toronto FC winning a championship, that kind of put us on the map a little bit as well. Our men's and women's team now getting into a World Cup. Mm. We've started our our own domestic league. So we're giving more opportunities to players, more opportunities to coaches. And we do have great coaches here. But it's these pathfinders that are going to help with these coaches and players eventually hit their limits and get over to Europe where a lot of people want to go to in the end. Because that's the goal for a lot of people is – to test themselves and see how far they can go. And if you can get over to Europe, like a Jesse Marsh, it's, it's fantastic. It, it, it takes, it takes a risk. By the way, watching Toronto FC, I do one of my goals for post world cup 2023. I'd love to come up and, and watch a game. I do. I look at that fan culture that you guys have harnessed and, uh, and just built there with real deep, true admiration and wonder. I love the city of Toronto. I adore it. Mm. Uh, it was the last place I went to before COVID I flew up to interview Austin Matthews um, just the last week before COVID kicked in, and I cannot wait uh, to get back. There is something wonderful brewing there, and the players en masse from Canada and the United States, I do think they've shattered the stigma that has existed against North American players. But that managerial step it is the last backwater, and the managers do prefer to do the MLS path where there's a quicker, uh, speedy route to become a you know, an important manager as opposed to doing an apprenticeship in Europe. Who the hell wants to live in, you know, in Leipzig or these, you know, these these foreboding footballing cultures. There's very few uh, North Americans who followed the Bob Bradley path, the Jesse Marsh path. It'll be fascinating to see what John Herdman does um, post-World Cup. Um, but there are remarkable and rich histories. I've just done this show. It just started to come out called Go Go USA, with Brendan Hunt, the Ted Lasso um, um, uh, creator, where we go through every single World Cup that the United States have ever qualified for and relive and revel in that history. And there is a remarkable history. It's a passionate history, almost a secret history. I don't think we celebrate. You know, the United States bloody were semi-finalists in 1930. Why don't we talk about that more? Um, (laughs) But but the... um, I feel the same about Canada, that there is a rich history, a dynamic history, a glorious history. Um, I've got a feeling post this World Cup, the nation is going to lift it up and appreciate it more. Please, God, Mm. revel in those boys as you have in your women who are just deliriously fantastic. And the, the trajectory that you will then go on as we hit 2026 together, this World Cup. Is in the United States. The United States thinks it's just in the United States. Of course it's, it does. Gonna, it's going to be in Canada. <laughs> it's going to be glorious. In Mexico, it's going to be incredible. It's yeah. all the better for being in all those three mm-hmm. uh, nations. And watching the pull of that as your sponsors come in and the commercial muscle builds around the game in Canada. God, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be... Please, God, we'll keep chatting up to 2026 together and we'll be in a very different place collectively. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think that uh, that's a big part of it, isn't it? Because what's good about Canada's Canadian team is that they qualified by right. They did it with quality. Then they're as opposed to just, yeah, we've made another World Cup because we've been gifted it. You know, that would not they've, be they've, quite the same. They've earned so now, it. They've earned it. And with that momentum, hopefully you're right as far as that goes, because there's great opportunities in the commercial side of things as well. When you look at what's happened with Hockey Canada, which you're well aware of, uh, and sponsors jumping off there. Canada's national teams, women and men, are so diverse. There's hardly a player that hasn't had a parent that was born outside the country. So it's a perfect setup for sponsors, and why wouldn't they jump on board? So uh, let's hope that perfect storm continues and we go right into 26 together with the U.S. and Mexico and we put on a great show. Yeah, look, we, we need that as well. And I think, you know, with the, the three three nations coming together and growing this game, look, we're, we're always going to end up competing against you know, hockey, baseball, American football, all these other sports. And collectively, if we can build it and push this together, I think we can we can really make strides growing this game in all three I, nations. I, I agree. All those all those sports you've just named, Philadelphia is just going to keep winning them all. So we need a sport <laughs> yeah. in which the, the other cities can compete. And God, I mean, funny enough, the Union may win that too. So we'll see. Uh, what the story is. God, I hope it's true. I hope we're all speaking at the beginning of a really transformational time. And I just say it's a joy to be with you. Um, Thank and you, we'll Post World Cup, we'll come up to, to Toronto and hopefully we'll go and watch a game, watch Bob Bradley uh, smite all comers and, and raise a couple of beers together. Yeah, we would absolutely, absolutely love that. I've wanted this interview, Raj, more than I want Aston Villa to finish in the top four. <laughs> This season, so and now, now, now you've done it, and you know that I'm the worst person in the world, Brendan. <laughs> and now you can just tick a, tick a box off. It's a joy to be with you. I love what you guys are doing, love what you guys have always done to grow the game and, and to more for everybody. Yeah, Raj, thanks so much, and all the best with the book tour, Gods of Soccer, the Pantheon of the 100's Greatest Soccer Players. And I'm sorry that Duncan Ferguson didn't make the list, I'm sure that fight with your publishers was horrible. Yeah, Wayne Rooney didn't make the list, which is really the one that I um, that I regret in every regard. But volume two, which will start off with F for Forest, Craig yes. Bloody Forest. I'm going to start writing that yeah. right after I get off this. I'll show. take 101. <laughs> Thank you so much, your legend. Thanks, All guys. the best. Thanks, Cheers. Guys. Courage. Cheers. Roger Bennett from Men in Blazers. Uh, honestly, I meant it when I said it. I've been wanting that interview, Wonger, you know, for forever. Since since before I joined you guys, I wanted Roger Bennett to come on Footy Prime because I just think that what they built with Men in Blazers and that style, it's so much what you know you guys were doing here originally in the garage. Um, they were able to do it in the States on such a big stage at the time when our sport really needed someone to push it seriously without taking it so serious. And I love that he was able to uh, come on and share exactly that with us. Well, the other thing for us is now we actually have just a full paradigm to follow. All we'll do, we need another English guy, a bald English guy who can speak forever. JC actually could fill in for him. Put that accent on. <laughs> Are you saying that we have a tough time filling uh, our no, time? No, not at all. What I'm saying is... In an hour guy, and 14 minutes the other night. That guy's verbosity. He's got he's got a lexicon, a vocabulary. He... he 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 the imagery he paints with his his words it's fantastic did he did he intimidate you jimmy because it was the first time in a long time you've been so silent was there was he was he paint were you googling some of the words he was using <laughs> i don't understand why you're being a smart ass right now <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> still... <laughs> 
Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a long weekend. Jimmy was really actually looking weekend. for a little bit of thanks, you know, because he dropped in the Footy Prime podcast or in the final of the CPL. Right. Yeah. He was like, and I'm, look, and I'm, I'm still a little bit pissed off because I saw the texts coming through See, I told as you. I was commentating. I told you. <laughs> okay. I saw them coming through. I give you guys a little shout out. I get nothing back. Not even a, hey, that's awesome, buddy. I drive five hours yesterday. I take the kids trick-or-treating, still checking my phone to see if anybody's going to say, hey, good job, buddy. Thanks for the shout-out. That was amazing. Nothing. I get on today quiet. I'm silent because I'm waiting for somebody to Jimmy, say Jimmy, Jimmy, I've been sick the whole week, but I want to say good job, buddy. No, it's yeah. too late now, man. No, no, no. It is right off. Everybody, man. Go on the thread. Like, Go back up the thread. There's yeah, lots I of love for you. I did actually right away. I said, I said, you know, thank, two days later. Thank so. God for Jenkins because it seemed like he set you up for that. He he said, uh, here you're on all the podcasts and broadcasts, and then you said it. Well, I was going to drop it in. I was just waiting for that right moment. Right? Well, you're already I mean, in the 93rd minute. And I was like, here it comes. <laughs> it took your. It took the. It took the play-by-play man to somehow mention the word podcast for that to be the in stoppage time for that to be the the light. Yeah, yeah you, look, you just had to this wait moment. for the little setup, and it came. I knew it was going to come. You got to be patient. You were very you good. Be patient. Uh, in the no, but, but listen, to be honest with you as well, I mean that was a that was a good interview. It was nice listening to him, to him talk. But holy geez. fuck, he can speak. Oh, I didn't have a chance to get in and talk. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, fair. I know. And and working with, uh, well, at least there was one less host on the show. Because when it's Charms and I, that's why we're always talking over each other at the same time. Wonger and JC and I have spoken about this out. It's just this, we have this, um, I don't know if the trigger or what the term would be as I struggle to speak. But when you hear just a fraction of dead air, oh, needs to be filled. And that's him and I talking over each other all the time. So uh, I'm so I'm. Sorry that Charmin missed that one because I think he would have enjoyed at least some of the Liverpool Liverpool banter. Yeah, I don't think Charms would. I don't think Charms would have got a word in either. This was your man crush. You took it. Yeah, and I don't think Charms. I don't think Charms would have got a word in. It was, Uh, but honestly, though, you know what that show has done for the interest level in the United States, especially as things have shifted from television to digital. um, It's immeasurable. It's immeasurable. Yeah. And it also is, he talked about the majority of their audience being, you know, 20 and 30 and maybe falling in love with soccer for, for the 2014 World Cup. They started doing the show before that. Um, it's also multi generational. Like the, their show has made my dad fall in love with the sport more. And yeah. I think that, that, you know, that shows how great it is that literally the sport just has more access now. Yeah. Gone are the days when you're waiting for, you know, one game at 10 o'clock. And that was it. That's how I got into it. Before that, in 98, there, there wasn't a live consistent Premier League coverage at all. Yeah. And look at it now. You can watch everything. You can hear everything. There's multiple sources. You should always listen to Footy Prime first. But then after that, you can listen to other things. Yeah. Do you know what? I was talking with Craig this morning. We had a, we had a good conversation. And we were just you know, talking about the game, the final. And you know, the crowd, I thought, was absolutely amazing. Right? It yeah. was great to see for the league and the growth. But what I couldn't believe was the amounts of people that were coming up to me talking about footy prime. It was incredible. Incredible. Like young guys, you know, kind of hipsters and just love the show. It was so refreshing to see. And and I started laughing as well. I was like, Jesus, not one of them said, hey, Brennan, you weren't a bad player. You know, congrats on your career. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, about, nothing about my career. It was all about the podcast. Yeah. You guys are hilarious. It's a great show, but so I had to do. I had to do some math. 
I said, okay, let's just do some math on how old these guys would have to be to remember you, let alone remember me playing, right? So yeah, just be happy that they remember you in any way. to talk about access too when when craig was playing in the in the premier league you know consistently for that stretch there was at least access to one of those games when you were in the championship there wasn't there there was no access at all and there was no highlights there was no coverage it wasn't really written about there wasn't that canadians abroad spotlight that Mm -hmm. there is now um so you're making your name for yourself in this country now, well, you buddy. You didn't have the streaming either, right? Now, yeah. if you want to watch any Premier League championship game, whatever it is, MLS, you can you can stream them everywhere. Back then, you didn't have those opportunities. No, you didn't. Um, anything else, Craig, about our, our chat there? No, I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And they're about our guests anyway. That's what the interview is about. So it's not about us. It's about no. listening to them. Well, sometimes it's about Jimmy, but only to make him feel better. We're grateful for you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I keep hanging around. <laughs> hey, I want to ask myself all, the same question. I want to thank all of you guys for reaching out to me while I was uh, battling this flu. All of you guys reached out separately, and I really appreciate it. Made my day, even though I was sweating and lying in bed. I felt like. Uh, there's one one scene in The Simpsons where uh, I think it's Mr. Burns is dying and he's gotten all thin and frail and that's how I I, I looked. Yeah. I felt well, like every, I was- everybody was sending direct messages to you asking how you were, making sure you're all right. We love you, Wonger. But then privately, we're actually even on the podcast. Charmers like Wonger is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and even Jimmy's like, "What are you talking about? What you can't say that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we killed you off as well. Okay. Well, you know what? It's going to be like a Dallas episode. I come back because it's a it's a dream. I'll be in the shower. <laughs> Dallas. We're getting to the end of the year, right? It's it's tax season, and I think Charmin just looked at it and thought, hmm, this would be a lot more profitable if there was only six of us, five of us instead of six. And so yeah. it took advantage of just writing off producer Dan Wonger right. at his own peril. At his own peril. I have missed. to have a chat with Sharman. He's missed today. Um, so I sent you the list of of the some of the players that made this 100 greatest list here in uh, in Roger's book, Gods of Soccer, uh, by him, Roger Bennett. Michael Davies is the other blazer, and Miranda Davis is on here as well. Um, I do love that Christine Sinclair and Steph Labe were there, uh, expected, guaranteed. I also love talk about educating this audience about um, you know this new soccer loving audience about players of the past. Legends like Garincha, um, there's uh, female players before the women's game you know, got any shine either. Um, Michelle Akers, Brandy Chastain, I think for a, a lot of people that are a little younger than me, that's someone that they only know from, from photos or when it comes up on, a, on this day in soccer history. Mm-hmm. I think there should have been more Canadians in there. I'm looking forward to volume two, as he said, when you've got... Well, I did find it a little sneaky, though. They didn't rank them one to a hundred. They did it alphabetically. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I found that it's a little easier just to go, Hey, let's throw our top hundred and then list them. They didn't, they didn't rank them. And so Craig, you could be one Oh one. It doesn't matter. You could be anywhere from one to 200 in their alphabetical. Right. Right. Well, he technically would have been 21st, I think in their alphabetical. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, did Adrian Heath get in there? No. Roger being an Everton fan. Yeah. I don't think Adrian Heath got in there. Let me look at the list again. 
It didn't stand out to me. It was, the first person I looked for was actually Duncan Ferguson to see if uh, if Duncan Ferguson was on there. I wonder if he's got any Everton players in there. There's some good... Like that, Carolina, Mar- Carolina Marachi, former Canadian women's coach, is on here. Hope Solo, Socrates, Davor Shuker, your old teammate, Pia Sundhaga, who I know as a legendary coach. Uh, I'd love to learn that story. I saw that Raja Mila was there, and I thought that was fun. Raja Mila, who yeah. most people were introduced to because of the Coca-Cola commercial for the That's, Well, World it was... Cup. I remember him just dance. He was doing the dance because he 1990. was 1990. Yeah. Cameroon legend. Cameroon. Yeah. Who doesn't want to cheer Cameroon? Good. He, he was he like got, 35 was, then. Yeah. Do you remember Do you remember when they had that one-piece uniform? Yeah. The vest, you mean. The sleeveless. Do you remember? It was yeah. like the shorts and the top were all like connected. All in one. Oh, it was like one? a uni- unitard oh, almost. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember them wearing a sleeveless though. They, I think they played a, maybe it was African Cup of Nations with a sleeveless jersey. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah, I loved um, uh, some of our Canada chats with Raj too. I'm sure that he would uh, join us also in uh, disappointment that Canada doesn't have a new new shirt uh, at the World Jeez. Cup. But it's it's not about how the shirt looks; it's about what you do when you're wearing it, right? Yeah, it could be worse. It could be a bad shirt. They could design something. No, it could be your old shirts that the women had That's to wear, and then then they got moved down to the other team. And... Yeah, made of flags. Exactly. Have <laughs> been that, that old wool score jersey. Oh yes. Imagine how hot they would be in guitar. It's polyester. That stuff is still around today. It's floating around in the ocean somewhere. I'm telling you, Craig. It's yeah. a poly polyester nylon blend. It's perfect for for breathing. Yeah. <laughs> the shirt that lasts for a thousand years. that maybe they'll speak about footy prime that way the the show that uh lasts for a a thousand years at least in the memory of your memory okay good uh glad you all guys (laughs) i thought you're wrapping it up there yeah (laughs) this was this i'm gearing down this is my way i really struggle with closers don't you know this no i really i really struggle with closers uh i think uh, we joked about this uh wonger i think uh, were we out with my CBC producer, Aaron, talking about this, joking once? I feel yeah, like you were in that yeah, conversation. I think I was there. Yeah. How I literally, even on something that's not serious, needed to be counted out to close it up because I'm incapable of, of just, tying dude, it up. I always just say, go through your mentions. So we go through our mentions, Fubo TV slash Footy Prime. Yeah. So actually, uh, my cousin Jay alerted me to the fact that I no longer catch when we get the the website wrong. Right. So because you we've all said it in some different variation right the actual site is <laughs> fubotv.com slash slash footy prime right See? Oh that, there's a there's a conversation so, piece. shout out to jay for spotting that i said man it's like it's like brandon and brendan i get called brandon so often i don't even catch it so now we've at least got the uh, the website right okay well uh that concludes this episode of footy prime interviews um shout out to roger bennett and thank you very much uh, to all of you for listening and sending your well wishes to Dan Wonger so we could get him back on the mic. Awesome. Till then, keep on newspaper. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.